How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very glad to have you. Um, so, uh, first of all, it's the first time I have come across an Algerian who has... You are Algerian, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, still, still like, still, I'm still doubting things. Because it's the first time I land on an Algerian who, um, who found himself or herself in Japan. Uh, yet usually Algerians migrate to France. <laughs> Japan is a long way yes, from home. Okay. Well, French happen to live in France, basically, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. there are more Algerians in France. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are millions of Algerians in France, but there aren't millions of Algerians in Japan. So how did you... Oh, no. Yeah, how did you land in Japan? Well, short answer by plane. <laughs> but long answer. I can, I can imagine answer you like me. going there by boat or something. I drove there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I drove there. Well, uh, long answer would be I looked for a job actually. I didn't want to come to study. Okay. I wanted to start working immediately because I knew there was uh, opportunities for you know uh, scholarships. Okay. Still always available for people through the embassy, but I don't know. If I go there, I want to work okay. and just have time to discover the place. Yeah. So I started looking on websites in schools because I was I studied English at university, so I was like, okay, I really want to continue teaching. Yes. That's my thing. So I looked for a list. I put a list of schools in Japan, okay. and then I started sending emails. Got rejected. Got rejected. Got rejected. Accepted. And then finally, I decided to. I decided on a school, and I came here. Okay. So, so you came, you went there. For, you turned out that you went there for. A, you left school here and you went there. This is what you. Yeah, I was working in Algeria and stuff, but then yeah, it was like yeah, I looked online and then they. Uh, basically recruited me okay uh, overseas so I see yeah. what kind of job did you get teaching teaching English language Ooh, at a school that's nice did you did you speak Japanese beforehand I would say yes ish <laughs> because yes, I did yeah. have someone to practice with the language obviously but I was able to you know get around the country when I first came Okay. Uh, it was easy. My, I would say my listening was very good because okay. I was mostly listening in my country, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, but when I started talking, I was like, oh my god, I need to produce yeah. phrases now. <laughs> so it was a bit <laughs> tough at the beginning. But then I just like, you get used to it, you know, like uh, wherever you go. And the language is not that hard, to be honest. Yes. So with time, I was able to improve. Yes, I learned a few words just by watching Naruto, and um, which I forgot. I forgot all of them. So yeah, I guess it's not that difficult. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I, I only know. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I only know Harigato now. You what? I only know Harigato. It oh, is that's a real, yeah, it, it saves you uh, it from is, a lot of situations, you know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know how to be polite in Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, that's the most important part. Yes, so the Japanese language helped you a lot, right? Being able to speak Obviously, English. Obviously, yes. I, oh yeah, I cannot imagine. You're talking about the Japanese language, right? Yeah, the Japanese language helped you get a job there, I suppose. 
and it helps you live there. I would say it increases my chances to find a job, but not necessarily okay. was a big issue when looking for a job. Okay, okay. When looking for a job, they just look for experienced people. Okay. I was already teaching in Algeria, I taught at university, so I had the experience. So that was the most important thing, mm -hmm. I guess. I wouldn't say that they would ask you for Japanese, to be honest. Ooh, Actually, not many asked me for Japanese the first time, but they were like, can you handle day-to-day -day situations? I was like, yeah, I guess. I see. <laughs> but then I did like a matrix move, like, I will know. <laughs> I just need to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were confident enough to think, once I get there, I'm going to start to handle situations, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, come on, you plan things, that's it. I mean, you just yeah. plan... It's not like an impossible thing to do. Everyone yeah. can do it, I think. Yeah. By the way, sorry about my image in uh, on the computer is like completely blank. It's uh, completely. Uh, you look um, pretty. There's no pores. This no is, blemishes. This is what how my skin looks like in real life. I am pretty like this. Yeah. You woke up like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and now, are you still teaching English? I saw that you do great photography. Like I went through your photography account. Thank you. It's, Thank you. Yeah, I'm a photographer myself, and uh, Japan. Yeah, and Japan and Tokyo are like my perfect, my dream uh, settings for street photography. And uh, what it looked to me, it looked like wh wh wherever you would point your camera, it would the, the photo would come out very aesthetic and very pretty and very like so futuristic. Much. Yeah. Yeah, so your I actually really love your photography. I love the portraits that you do. Uh, you say on your account that you, you do um, event photography. Is this your job right now or is this your part-time job? What kind of photography do you do? Well, to be honest, it was very hard to make it my main job. Okay. Uh, because mostly Japanese people usually, they don't really trust foreigners for such things. Such I usually heard, they yeah, yeah. just go for a company. No, they would okay. go for a company that has a photographer, yeah. you know, catering and everything. So trying to work as a photographer, uh, first of all, they don't really recognize freelance work here. You know what I'm saying? You don't? They don't so, recognize? It's not like other countries, it's like Europe or US. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not really open to it. Open to, so it was free, really hard to, to freelancing, you, know. you mean? Yes, to yeah. freelancing, yes. Okay. Like, I would say, in Algeria, I can hire a freelancer, yeah. you know, I would trust him for jobs. I wouldn't necessarily go to a company to hire a photographer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so in Algeria, going to a company would be way more expensive, so cheaper... That's the same thing here, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was a bit tough at the beginning, but then I was using Google Ads, mostly, okay. to get okay. clients. Okay. I don't really, I don't rely on social media because they don't really care in Japan in social, about social media. Yeah. Not as much as we do. Like, oh my god, buy this product. Oh my god, go to that school. <laughs> Never mind. So, like, <laughs> but they rely mostly on. <laughs> they rely mostly on. Yeah, we know what they rely you're laughing at. And, and by the way, there's uh, there's a latency between uh, between the communication between us. Oh. Yes. So uh, like it would seem like we're uh, talking over each other, but we're actually not. Okay. Yeah. I don't 
think I have it from my side. Okay, okay. Yeah, because uh, oh, I, I do I do feel the latency here, but it, it's okay. Don't mind. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. But anyway, so as I saying is like, and then with time, you know, and like trying to meet people, my friends, my co, my ex coworkers, uh, my uh, it's my mouth to ear job basically here. Alhamdulillah, it works fine. Okay. Uh, so now I'm like still teaching. Yeah. A little bit. But mostly focusing on photography for events, okay. weddings, you know, uh, portrait shots and stuff like that. That's what I do mostly. That's and, yeah, and uh, product, product uh, photography, like food photography or, you know, makeup and stuff like that for um, magazines. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you said that you have a Nikon uh, D850. Um, yeah. I actually uh, also own a Nikon. I take photos mainly with my Nikon as well. So I what, guess what Nikon do you have? I have the D six hundred. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it is. All I, these series are amazing. Yeah, I, I didn't. I never felt the need to replace it. Um, yeah, and I invest mostly in my lenses. So. Yes, exactly. With Nikon lenses, like oh my god. Yeah, lens, Every time is a slab. Yeah, a lens is cheap uh, over there because here Nikon lenses, especially the old ones, are dirt cheap. Like they're so cheap. Are, they, are you able what to? What do you mean, like old? I mean, the new mounts or the no, F mounts no. or the, the Nikon F mount, but uh, like lenses that come from the eighties, the nineties, and uh, the two thousands. Ah, okay. Here they only like five thousand dinars, ten thousand dinars. Like I bought uh, a set. I think because they don't might not know the value of it. They don't. No, they don't. I bought a seventy Good. to two hundred and four lens. It's like really big with uh, like big lenses inside of it. Uh, and yeah, I bought it for only ten thousand dinars, and I couldn't believe it. What's the f stop for this one? Uh, f four. So two hundred. So seventy to two hundred. Okay. F four. That's pretty cool, actually. It is, it is. Uh, maybe... I thought it was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Can I, can I show it to you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Give me I'm going to do the advertising. Okay. This interview is sponsored, well, not sponsored by Nikon. But then, but then Nikon is going to turn out to be a fraud and you're going to prison. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so look how big the, the front element is. Yeah, and this is like that's, only, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, and this is only 10,000 dinars here. And I also bought, uh, I bought the uh, 105 2.8, which was used to photograph the Afghan girl. Ah, okay, the same one. All right, yeah, see. yeah. And I bought it for like nothing. <laughs> so how much, how many millimeters? 105, 105 millimeters, 2.8. Oh, okay. Uh, what's the f-stop? 2.8 Okay Yeah, and I yeah, got pretty it good. Honestly, I'm a big fan I, I am a huge fan of the 85 1.8 That's amazing, yeah, especially for portraits Yes, it's the first time I tried it in the, the store Yeah Well, usually I, I always shot with the 50 first Okay, that's my main lens yes. yeah. For everything and then I have the 300s like usually for weddings, like you know, if I want to be like a sniper kind of feel, like I don't want to interrupt the wedding yeah, or yeah. be too close to the people, yeah. it's very nice. Uh, but the 85 is different. 
I just basically fell in love with it, to be honest. Yeah. Is like, if you give it to someone else, because most people ask me online, like, what camera do you use? If somebody is not a photographer and they ask me, I'm like, that's not the right question. Yeah. Like, ask me also what kind of lens do I use? Ask me, like, about the setting. Like, I mean, many things. Uh, yeah. Get into the, uh, actually, the, the composition of the picture. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I saw people shooting with 85, but it was like, and I've seen people shooting with 50 and they had better shots than like me in 85. So it really depends on yeah, many factors, I guess. Totally I use the, uh, on a wedding, on a heavy wet day wedding, I usually uh, use like two cameras, the uh-huh. 7200. Uh-huh. It's pretty light. Yes. Uh, and it's good for using what's it called the uh, the stabilizer. The uh, Ooh, okay, okay. So it got it's got like sensor stabilizer, image sensor stabilizer, something like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lost. Did you hear me? I lost connection, so uh, I couldn't get you for a moment. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no worries. I was I was saying like it's uh, when it, the the Nikon is lighter, it works better with the DGI DGI Ronin, mm-hmm. the RSC two, because it's also light. Okay. So when you're filming, I just started filming to be honest. I'm not yeah. I'm not an expert. Yeah. That's uh, that's a new thing I am trying. Yeah, it's very it's very different from photography. And then I fail. Right now. Hello, hello. I'm very, very sorry. I lost the last 10 seconds or so. I wasn't able to. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I wasn't able to. What did you hear last? I heard you say um, that uh, you started filming. And um, and what I said after that is that uh, filming is very different from photography. Um, so yeah, tell me about, about this new adventure that you're going It is. Yeah. Well, basically, because there is a need for it. I mean, I see a lot of people asking for videos, a lot of people asking, like, you know, for this kind of new uh, element to add to my business. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, honestly, I, I'm pretty new. I start like a year learning about these things mm-hmm. by myself. Uh, I'm trying to watch videos, I'm trying to take courses online and I'm not waiting for myself to be an expert to do it, you know, uh, uh, I just need hybrid videos like after weddings or something, so that's what I'm trying to master right yeah, now yeah. and he's gone, yeah. and he is gone. No, I am here, I'm here, I'm actually listening to you. Okay, okay, I we'll gotta back. I gotta do something okay, about cool. I gotta do something about my internet connection, so give me one moment. I'm gonna use 4G. So is it working now? Yes, it's fine. I can hear you. Okay, uh, I can see you very clearly and hear you very clearly now. Um, so yeah, you were saying that, uh, yeah, you were saying that, um, 
And I started filming. And filming is very different from photography. And then uh, you started filming because uh, because business led you to that. So what I want to know, actually, when it comes to business, I actually start, uh, tried to uh, become a uh, professional photographer, like make money out of my photography. And it worked out. I was able to find clients and do jobs for clients, etc. But what happened is... Awesome. Yeah, what happened is I was losing my passion for photography while doing business with it. So uh, I would always be tired of carrying my camera around. I would be like, okay, I took enough photos for the week or for the month. I am done with that. And the clients also weren't very, weren't very helpful in terms of uh, how much they would make me, uh, uh, how, how much freedom they would give me and like, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. So it turned out I, I actually sacrificed uh, the money and the business that I could uh, have for my photography, for my love of photography. I was like, this is one of the few things I enjoy in life and I don't want to, to spoil it for myself. So I'm gonna... Yeah, yeah, I totally feel you. I mean, the same thing happens to me because working, um, for example, I do three, four days a week yeah. sometimes. Uh, I work under contracts, for example, like for, for a magazine, they ask me to take pictures for some kind of thing or a model. Mm-hmm. And after I come back, I'm like, okay, hold on. This is beautiful. I'm supposed to take a picture of it. It's nice. I never mind. Like, I just, you know, yeah. get tired of Yeah. It's just like, ugh, next time, maybe, yeah. or whatever. So whatever, now I'm like, no, I need to take pictures of things I like and create a theme for them. And my friend keep telling me, you should be more active on Instagram for the photography. I'm like, uh, no, like, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm. Yeah, I get tired of it, to be honest. It's, you're right. It's just with time you okay. get like, okay, this is, I'm making money out of it, but I need to enjoy it as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was gonna ask you a question actually. Uh, so yeah, you came out of photography. Uh, what I wanna know is, uh, I, I had like a really interesting question about photography and it slipped out of my mind. And oh no. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, and, and then later I'm gonna be like, why didn't I ask her that? But anyhow, uh, so yeah, I, what, I wanna, what I would like to know is your experience going to Japan, how different was it from Algeria? Like, it must have been a kind of a shock culturally and in terms of how things work, uh, in terms of language. Uh, are there any similarities between the two societies? Like, how, how was your experience? Like, when you went there, when you changed, how much, how much, of, uh, uh, how much change was it to your life? Uh, you're gonna find this awkward, but do you believe in visualizing things of the future? Yeah, of course. Well. Okay, so I've been through this process basically. I always visualize myself living here okay. at some point in my life. I imagined all the details, okay? It's just mm. like it was crazy clear in my head. Like, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And when I was home, when I was in Algeria, I used to go to Google Maps and check the streets in oh, Tokyo and everything. That's cool. So yeah. I was like this kind of weirdo. So I was always like trying to find the street and walk in and see, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Oh, this is sign. What's this? So yeah, was this? That, that was my life. 
uh, the thing in Algeria is, I really loved living in Algeria, to be honest, because I was surrounded by the right people, I think. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. My friends from university and everything. So what was happening beyond that, I didn't know. Basically. Okay, okay. So I was like going to university, do theater with my friends. We used to do theater. And enjoy our, our moment together, having like a, like this super cheap, sandwich kind of thing and enjoying it you yeah. know <laughs> going back home watching movies and or playing games online and that's it that was my life okay so when i came here the first time i visited actually for a couple of days uh i'm like why is everything so familiar <laughs> it's like Ooh. it's so weird <laughs> yeah okay. it was weird because when i go to france to my brothers or something i always feel uncomfortable i don't know why but i've always felt uncomfortable okay going there you feel the social pressure you feel the many things happening i don't know if you ever been there um, like you feel the difference like mm -hmm. i'm algerian in france That's yeah. it. but when i came here like nobody's watching nobody's looking everybody everything is working fine like everybody's doing his thing that's the dream for me that was the dream basically it's like as a person yeah. And as a woman, also yeah. to walk, I was like, "Hold on, nobody is saying anything to me on the street. What's happening? Ooh. What is happening?" Okay. <laughs> like, <this> is <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, I, I can so, imagine that. Yeah. So when I I was at the hotel, I was trying. People were very weirdly helpful. I didn't expect them to be helpful because of you know all what people say online. Yeah. They say city people are cold and stuff like that. But the first day I came, I came late. It was the Qatar flight, 10.45 p.m. or something. So when I arrived to the station of my hotel, I completely like, where the hell am I? And house drunk guy guided okay. me to the hotel. Oh, <laughs> I, I see. Like, is this guy drunk? Yeah, he is, right? But yeah. he guided me to the hotel and then he left, like as if nothing happened. It's crazy. He was able to find his way. That too. Yeah. But when I moved here, the same thing. I mean, all I wanted in my life, in Algeria as well, I wanted just to, what every woman actually wants in Algeria. Yeah. To be free. Yeah. In a sense of like, you live your life and nobody bothers you. Yeah. Which is not something that, is, which is not the case in Algeria, sadly. Unfortunately, yes. So, and I found it here, to be honest. So that's why I, culturally, I wasn't really shocked because okay. I think, I guess I was prepared a lot. Okay. Uh, this might come, come as a show off, but oh my god, it's so scringy. I think I might, yeah. I might have been the first uh, Japanese language teacher in Algeria. Oh, that, that's amazing. I was Are you sure of it? Okay. Yes, yes, I am pretty sure of it. Wow. It was, uh, I was teaching in Shiraka, no, Dal yeah. Brahim, uh, and then the uh, I was teaching at the embassy of Japan, okay. Japanese embassy. embassy. Uh, I gave courses there with, mm -hmm. like, you know, they organized it for me there. It was awesome. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, at that time, Japan and Japanese wasn't really, they weren't really, you know, that much of a culture yeah. in Algeria. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. But yeah. it was fun, yes. 
Yeah, wow. I, can, I can imagine that. Uh, like lately, there has been a surge in, uh, in classes of Korean instead of Japanese. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was a bit surprised too. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of Korean teachers uh, that I know personally. Um, there are a lot of people who are trying to learn Korean because of uh, the whole boom of uh, K-pop and uh, the movie, the Korean Bro, movie. Everybody who watched Squid Game suddenly likes K-drama. I'm like, I have been telling you this since 2006. Yeah. yeah. The only, the only K-drama that I watched, I haven't watched uh, Squid Game, the only K-drama is a movie which is called uh, Old Boy. Fantastic. Oh my oh, god. I love it. Oh, oh my god. god, I love this movie. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I kept The thinking... moment you said it, I got the poster of the, the two guys. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then there's uh, Les Parasites, which is maybe the best movie. Uh, I've Parasite, ever... yeah. Parasite, Parasite, yeah. Maybe it was the best movie I've ever watched. Maybe. Like, I was. It was beautiful. Yeah, I was so not expecting it to be that great. It's. It was amazing. I loved every minute of it. Like every minute, yeah. I would, yeah, I, I was, I was like, I was very curious about what's gonna happen next and what would happen next would would, would be something that I would have never expected. So the thing is, like the director, his work and the cinematography, everything, yeah. you know, the the composition of each scene was just perfect. Yeah, and actually, talking about Parasite is one of the things that led me to learn videography because it's insane to yeah. see how much you can create like yeah. the the film you can create from these kind of shots he did like it was yeah. i agree other like horror movies for example korean horror movies are way better than japanese yeah, horror movies for example yes hmm. i heard i heard of them yeah i heard that they're yeah. very very good yes yeah, yeah. were you saying something no no i was just about the uh, cultural shock, I think that I would say we can be. I've met people who were having like the honeymoon phase in Japan. Okay, did you have that honeymoon phase in Japan? No, honestly, no, I didn't because I knew a little bit about their society. I was reading, I was learning about these things, mm. like the social aspect, not only manga, anime, yeah. music, kawaii, no, that's not the good way to start your journey in Japan, to be honest, I see, I see. because you come to realize that if you are somebody who watches or reads manga actively and telling people all the time about it, it's really bad Yeah. on a daily basis. You can, but you don't have to tell everyone, basically, that you're doing it, yeah. like, you know, watching, oh, did you watch this, did you watch this, I met foreigners like this. Who go crazy about like what is what is face again? Demon, no, Demon Slayer. Okay. Yeah, I heard. Like now you can see people yeah. residents here like wearing the costume. Yeah. Like. A I think I think grown. it's over recently. Uh, the, the the manga ended recently, right? Of Demon Slayer. I think so. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. so. Yeah, I haven't read any of it. Uh, yeah, one aspect of uh, of Japanese culture that I heard a lot about which is uh, loneliness. So I heard that Japanese people are very lonely, they have trouble making friends, they, are, they have trouble uh, getting into uh, romantic relationships, and uh, as a result of that, that the, the population of Japan is uh, declining, and there has been, like, since COVID, I think they did, like, a ministry of loneliness, which is, like, sounds like something out of a, of a manga. 
So it's NHK Nyokoso. Yeah. Okay. There's an okay. anime talking about this. It's called Welcome to NHK. Okay. Uh, NHK is like the national TV here. Okay. Uh, but the 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 mangaka changed the story to Nihon uh, Hikomori Kyodai. Hikomori it means the person who stays at home and doesn't leave. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't socialize. That's what I want to be when I wake up at 8 a.m. to go work. Like I consider, oh. I consider being that. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, that I would say that from my experience, okay, with the people I know, yeah, yeah. I cannot speak for all the Japanese, obviously. That's what I want to do. Yes, I would say that they are not lonely. They're just like that. I mean, they are just persons who enjoy their own company and they have their own stuff to do. Okay. I think that most of the time it's Western thinking, criticizing or talking about the Asian culture, being mm. like, oh, they are lonely, oh, they are this, they are this, they are that. For example, I've seen a lot of movements of LGBTQ here. Yeah. Not from the Japanese, from the foreigners, because <laughs> the Japanese people don't talk about these things at all. Okay. Like, they, they don't talk about something that is private to them only as I a person. I see, I see. Like for example, if someone, if someone is gay, it would only concern himself and whoever is very close to exactly. him. Exactly. Oh, Just him. Like, but in America, or about, like the Uganda, they say, why are you gay? Why are you gay? Why are you gay? But here, like whatever you do, yeah. even the, the perverted side of Japan yeah. that many documentaries love to show or yeah. point at, yeah. if somebody is perverted and let's say you have a fantasy of a high school girl or something, there are many cafes for that, yeah. you know? Yeah. They create this, just go there and don't create anything. <laughs> that's that's what I would basically. go first, first thing if I, if I go to Japan. <laughs> I would go to a cat cafe <laughs> and a high school girl cat cafe. Because when she finishes, the guy, some people are waiting for her outside. You know, this is where the phenomenon of stalking mm, starts, basically. Yeah, yeah. But it pays so well that most of the girls are tempted to work in main yeah, cafes. Yeah. And it, nothing happens physically in there. You just are served the coffee yeah. and they go like, yeah, and you pay 50% more than expected for a coffee for that, yeah, basically. That's... I see, I see. Maybe it's worth yeah. it. <laughs> but... <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is like, even if you have a vice, yeah. you can go do it, but do not disturb the society. I see. That's, that's how they live here. And I really like it because um, if there's a crime, obviously, you are on TV. Yeah. Just like I was speaking with my friend, like um, my Algerian friends here, we, we laugh sometimes at the news. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the guy who works at the government, he smoked in his car. And, and this, yeah, and this made national news. The car news. is, the, yes, it was in national news because the company is the, the, the car is the government's car. Oh, okay. So he used, uh, you know, public property, blah, blah, blah. And he had to go on TV and to apologize. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's I very saw common. I saw on YouTube many compilations of um, uh, Japanese news uh, news uh, like ridiculous things that happen. Apologizing only. Yes, all the politicians. I saw the the female politician who was like uh, abusing and bullying her employees. Konohage. 
Yeah, she I said. saw the package. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw. Home. Yeah, I saw the guy. Yeah, I saw the guy who was uh, who was asking for. Uh, it's crazy that you know about this, you know. Yeah, I, I'm very very interested in Japanese culture. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't speak any any Japanese, but I spend most of my Friday watching videos about. Japanese people doing stuff, and uh, and I play Japanese games a lot. So so I play okay. a lot of the Japanese RPGs. So uh, like after work, I live in Japan. <laughs> Just like, fantastic, man! Yeah. Honestly, fantastic. Yeah. So uh, this this that politician was asking for um, for um, uh, day offs for for fathers so that they could take uh, care of their children after they got they were they are born. Like, yeah. uh, just like uh, how women uh, are granted day offs uh, or uh, vacation. Yeah, yeah. Not vacation, like, I guess my English. It's but not yeah, vacation, days, bro. Yeah, not vacation. <laughs> but it's like three uh, days or whatever it's called uh, so that they could give birth and take care of their child for like a few weeks or a few months. He was asking for the same thing to happen for men. He said that. Men yeah, basically maternity leave and paternity leave. Yes, paternity leave, yes. And then when he was granted paternity leave, he used it to cheat on his wife. And this made national news and people were like, oh see, God, this yeah. is what men do with paternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> he actually leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he leaves you yeah, with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I need to talk to my husband. Uh, we're <laughs> we're no paternity. Where were you on your paternity? No, 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 no. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Are you are yeah. you married? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. Really? I have a, I'm married and I have a kid. I okay. Is your kid. husband Japanese? Yes, he is Japanese. Uh, what does he think of Algerian culture? And I wonder. I I, I have a lot to talk about with him about Algerian women. <laughs> Hold on. What does he think? Listen. This is. You cannot ask Japanese people what do you think. Learn this from me. Ooh, it, well, would have would that have been uh, rude or something? No, no, no. The best way to ask is what is your image of something. I see. Okay, okay. They don't think of things they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Ah, oh, all right. Okay. This so is... I learned as well. I mean, mm. when I ask people what do you think, they always have like weird answers. They don't know how to answer. But when I said, "What do you know?" or "How do you imagine okay. Algerian culture?" then I have answers. I realized this many times. Like, Why don't they answer my question? But it has to do with the language as well, because in the language in Japanese, they don't say, "What do you think of this?" For example, mm. okay, they think, "What." What's your image of this place or this culture? So for my husband, the first time he didn't know much about Algeria, to be honest. Obviously. Yeah, but uh, I educated him. <laughs> I can't A little. <laughs> yeah. So flag, football, couscous, macarot. Okay, so this is important. Yes. Moving on. We don't like French people, not all of them, but yeah. Uh, so what else? <laughs> so it's like this. <laughs> Very much biased stuff. Yeah. But no, the the cool coolest thing is like when he came actually when he visited Algeria. How was, was awesome. it for him? How did Fantastic. he? How he did he it. picture the thing? Oh, look at you learning! Yeah, I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> He loved it honestly. He enjoyed the food very much. Okay. Uh, 
when he sees something weird, he laughs, just like Japanese people usually do. <laughs> like, eh? what, what kind of weird things did he see? Eh? Eh? Oh my god, uh, it's bad day. It's market. No, not bad day, good stuff. I mean, because, okay. because I always have this argument with him. It's like, in Japan, if you don't have money, if you fail, uh, if you fall and fail, people don't help you. You die. This is okay? true. Yeah. That is, this is true. But in Algeria, people help you. Yeah. You cannot live, you cannot die from starvation yeah. by asking people. If you go out and ask somebody, hey, I don't have money, can you please give me, buy me something? Yeah. People would definitely buy us something, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yes, but here, I doubt it. I'm not saying everyone is the same, but they don't have the same mechanism that we have as a third world country, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. Like, we have each other's back most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. can say anything we want about Algerians or Arabs in general, but we can say that we are very generous when it comes to these things. Yeah. yeah. Most I, of us. I see. I don't want to be uh, intrusive, but uh, actually what, what I see is that... So, I'm still single, like, but whenever my family think... Ladies! Uh, yeah, hello. So... Um, call me <laughs> so um, whenever they see me hanging out with a foreign woman so just friend like that uh, they'd be like ooh is he gonna marry a foreigner is this gonna be a problem how are we gonna interact with her is like Julia I'm like so that's the yeah okay I'm back welcome back yeah um so yeah, so what I wanna, yeah, I was marriage, asking about about how, as an Algerian, as someone who grew up in Algeria, I know that you were very acquainted with the Japanese culture, but uh, how easy was it for you to live with the Japanese uh, man and uh, get along with the Japanese man? Like, is it is it really true that Algerians aren't able to uh, get along with foreigners? And uh, I guess the extreme uh, the, the extreme foreigner would be the Japanese guy because it's very very different from us. So, yeah, I guess. So, how was it? Like, how easy was it to get along with him? How easy uh, was it for, for you too, I mean, for both of you? I think you have to be, first of all, aware that you are in an international marriage. This okay. is important. Okay. Okay. Because you cannot, like, just like, Nisaydar, Abishik, Nisaydar, can't happen. Can't happen. Because. You have to understand that it's 50-50, basically. It's like you need to compromise, find things, talk, communicate. It's mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, I've seen marriages like, I've seen people divorced after six months yeah. because they haven't agreed on these things from the beginning. Ooh, I see, I see, yeah. yeah. Um, there was lots of, lots of friction. I knew about Japanese culture, I guess, and I was comfortable with it. Mm. So... Now we eat 50-50 food, Algerian, Japanese, uh, <laughs> okay. learning Arabic, you know. Oh, so yes, that's that cool. sounds good, yeah. Yes, it's for the sake of our kid as well. I mean, he wants to speak with her also in Arabic because okay. we are trying to speak in languages we know. Okay. And uh, what's called, it's just the, f- I think that you need to be somebody who's at peace mm-hmm. with yourself yeah. to be able to be in an international marriage with a... Asian and in Japanese especially yeah. um, 
they are very helpful. They are very. I don't feel a difference between him and myself mm -hmm. at home. No. Uh, uh, we do the same tasks, same stuff, uh, and uh, I think it's all because we communicate if something is going on. Yeah, yeah, I see. The, the language sometimes pisses me off because, for example. If we say in, in, our, in English, if I tell you what's wrong with you, yeah. it's a bit aggressive, right? It is. But in Japanese, it's not. Okay. Doshtano. Okay. Like, doshtano. Like, what's going on? When he says what's wrong with you, I'm like, what's wrong with you? So, this happens, but you need to be aware that there is a language problem yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Otherwise, you would be fighting all the time. That's what I'm saying. I see, I see what you mean. Uh, this, I, I guess, like, yeah, these, um, uh, these, uh, ces conseils, these advices mm -hmm. also work for, like, les Algerois in Zoujouma or Wilaya. Like, <laughs> like, oh, really? You it's, think so? Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, whenever one is in Zoujouma, Outside of Algeria, Oh my God, Rabbi So, yeah, so let alone how people expect um, uh, Algerians to marry foreigners. So what you're saying is any, uh, anything, what, what I understood from your advice is that uh, any, uh, any good thing that you would do for a marriage to work uh, with a non-international companion would also work with an international companion like uh, be under understanding, agree on things beforehand uh, try to communicate better etc those would work with any any marriage so, so yeah I think so yeah I yeah. think as long as you know from the beginning like with uh, Islam also like he yeah. convert, converted and uh, he when he asked me about it I'm like don't ask me just go to the mosque because obviously I'm Muslim, I'm gonna tell you good stuff. So there's a, the Japan, the Turkish mosque here. Okay. The, the guy is Japanese, mm -hmm. uh, and I told like he can talk to him and ask him, ask him the questions he needs, so to understand better. Yeah. Ramadan was really funny the first time. He got angry. He looked like a your regular Algerian guy on Ramadan. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Pissed all like all day. It's like so angry, and then when he put so many things, and then at the end he just ate like shorba and one buraka. Yeah, pushba. Yeah, told you. Yeah. Why did you buy all these things? <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. So we appreciate these things together, and we try to celebrate everything. Like we decorate, like you know, like people do Christmas, we do Ramadan. So decorate and everything. Oh, I see. I see. This is this is really really nice. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. What uh, what you're saying. Um, I I, re I really love. Uh, when uh, uh, people of different cultures come together. I think this is what pushes humanity forward. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Because we are so, I mean, as Algerians, nobody can disagree with this. We are so full of ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. Because we have this syndrome of like, because we don't know what's happening around us. So yeah. we think our way is our way. Is and the it's way the only way, yeah. So I think if people get a chance to, you know, learn more, uh, they would definitely realize that, oh no, 
there are all the things in this world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and there are other yeah. ways, and there's all, there are other sports than football, basically. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like here, football is not popular at all, you know? Yeah, baseball is popular, or what? Baseball, yeah. Baseball, yeah. You know Captain Legend, right? Yes. He's like the president well, of Japan, right? <laughs> it must be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my station where I live, yeah. it's called uh, Yotsugi. So the guy who created the the anime yeah. lived here or lives here. I still live here. And uh, you know why he started this manga? Why? Because he sucked at football. I see. Okay. At school, so he decided to draw a manga that speaks about like this amazing team who plays very well and stuff. Yeah. And so it was he became very successful. Yeah, he drew, games. he drew his fantasy. If uh, the author of Captain Magic uh, lives uh, not far from me, I would visit him every week and bring him like gifts and ask him to <laughs> to like uh, I don't know. To, yeah, I would that's say. what I was. That's what I was talking about earlier. Here. They are very private. Yeah. Even the only time I was able to see to see Ayo Miyazaki, uh, it was actually during the, you know he does a cleaning once a year. Yeah. April. Yeah. Of a forest. That's the only place where you can see him. Wow. Okay. He hates meeting people. Yeah. He hates talking to people and everything. So have even ever, his interviews are very short. Have you ever talked to him? No. Oh my god, I was too intimidated, like, yeah. intimidated, like... I would've, I would've <laughs> went to him and told him, like, you have no idea how much you have influenced Algerian culture and my country as a whole. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? But, yeah. like, it was just, like, you yeah. know, I was like, oh my god, can I... Oh, no, 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 no. It was just, you know, you you probably would feel the same if you were... I, I, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I fantasize about going to him and telling him all of those things, but... Uh, but you know, I the would... meme cat video? Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. Like this, yeah. <laughs> I was like that, basically. Yeah, but like, um, I remember when uh, Captain Magic Kobishipka, like we went to school the next day. Yeah, we went to school the next day. We were like, stop everything, guys. Like Shipka, talk a bit. So we we can't we can't study. So we can't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make a song about this. Like, when you please, please, a guys. Yeah, and then Bellumi, Bellumi when he marked the bridge recently, down in the centre, I looked for Captain Magic, like some. Yeah, basically that's what happened. They run for like five or six episodes on yeah. the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how, how far, how big is that football field. As big as Japan. <laughs> they remember all their childhood while running. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Are we done yet? Yes. There's also. Yeah, that's just wanted to tell you because the whole station is covered in Captain Tsubasa, you know, yeah. uh, stickers. Yeah. And Iniesta came. Iniesta came. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and because he he's in Kobe Vassal now. He plays okay. in Kobe. Okay. Okay. So he came to uh, basically inaugurate Ooh, the station. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, this yeah. is this is uh, uh, amazing. Tell me, uh, tell me about your children. Do you have one child or many children? How many kids do you have? I have one. You have one. Okay. Her name is Arcade or Arcade. Ar? Arcade. I thought it was Arcade. I was. I thought. Okay. These I'm are. Bye. These are like gamers, a gamer couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I named her Aria. Aria. Okay. 
Is that a video game character? I'm sure it's a video game No, Arya is the girl has no, no name of Game of Thrones. Ooh, right. Yes, yes, yes. But she has, like, yeah, she, her, name, her full name is Leona Arya. Leona Arya, okay. Yeah. I don't know how, why so, did I hear arcade? Because Japan. Because Japan. Obviously. Yes, yes, everything sounds like. Yeah. When she was born, the first sound she made was. No. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And every year on her birthday, she would do. So, yeah. <laughs> Every week now, because she's still tiny, so yeah. it's just four months. How old is she? Four months. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how is she coping with having like two national, not coping, but how is she um, like reacting to having two different cultures from two different parents? But uh, I guess she's not reacting. Yeah, she's, I guess. No, but like the language, language-wise, we are trying to speak the, the four languages at home. The four languages. I speak with her. Well, I speak with her in French and English. Okay. And Arabic. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, French and Arabic. Mm-hmm. And my husband speaks with her in English and Japanese. I see, I see, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I guess what would happen is that she would start speaking pretty late because of the different languages. This is what I heard. Yes, linguistically speaking, um, when you do this, uh, they will compartmentalize at some point. They know that they will recognize the language Arabic with, with the mom. So okay. she will, we call this code switching in linguist, linguistics. So mm-hmm. code switching, it means you're speaking one language and then suddenly you, you change it to another to continue the same conversation, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So lang- children usually are able to do this. Mm-hmm. Not usually, it's proven that they can do this from zero to uh, let's say eight, I eight see. or nine. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. They, so basically, I'm just gonna try to train her like this, and whenever, whatever she wants to speak later on, prioritizing obviously English uh, yeah. uh, and English in Japanese because she lives here. But Arabic as well. I don't, I doubt, I, I'm sure that she will speak Arabic normally if I just, I mean, from my end, do my, my part of the job, basically. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure as well. Uh, so, as, a, as an Algerian person who lives in Japan, with a kid uh, in Japan, are you concerned about the way uh, that Japanese people go through uh, school? Like, uh, I heard that a lot of uh, Westerners uh, think that school is too harsh in Japan, or maybe they try to make all of the, all of the students look the same. They all wear the same uniform, they need to all behave the same way. Uh, uh, differences are not encouraged in Japan, is this true? And if, uh, and if it true. is, yeah, if it is, are you concerned about it? Um, you know what? Uh, I mean, um, again, this is uh, Western style thinking, like white Ooh, people okay. stuff. Okay. Usually, they always try to, you know, look as, oh, look, we're the saviors, and we are going to tell you about how to make the society work. Yeah. You know, the problem, the funny thing is, like, their society is always dysfunctional. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If you take your kids to a public school here in Japan, okay, mm-hmm. let's say kindergarten, they have the same opportunity. All of them, they have the same opportunity. Okay. Um, they wear a uniform because they don't want somebody to come with an Armani to the to the school. Yeah. And while the other one, for people who like drama, they probably watched Hana Yori Danko. 
Boys Over Flowers. It was a very popular drama at that time. And you can see how much pressure it gives you, you know, to to try to always even if even us in Algeria for the love of God. You always try to overdress to impress people, like even if you don't have. I've met people who have iPhone 12 Pro Max and the guy doesn't have 10 dinars in his pocket. Just because the image, right? people need to see me as someone who has something, you know. So you grow up in this society in Japan. This thing doesn't exist much. It might exist a little bit, but in public school, no. Yeah. No. That's it. And I really love this because even our culture, the real culture of Algeria, doesn't encourage people to show off their things mm-hmm. to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, people don't like show-offs enough to, yeah. Technically, it's, it technically doesn't exist even in our, yeah, you know, yeah. Cult. Yeah. yeah, but unfortunately with the media, it has become, you know, very present, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think from a perspective of an Algerian, of an Arab, of a Muslim, mm-hmm. I think their way is the best way. I see, I see. This is the first time that uh, a non-Japanese person has uh, spoken about this and actually said to me, said something that is positive about the way that Japanese people do things. Usually I, uh, I talk to foreigners about Jap- Japan, who went to Japan, uh, talk to people who visited Japan but don't live in Japan. So uh, my cousin is one of them, a few friends went to Japan, but uh, uh, they don't really say nice things like, hey, everybody wears the same, like they, like, for example, tinting your color uh, blonde, tinting your hair blonde, or painting your hair blonde, yeah, uh, is seen as a very, yeah, it's seen as very, as like provocative in, uh, in Japan. Uh, but what you're saying kind of makes sense. Like, uh, yeah. uh, being able Why to. Why do you have to always be the center of attention? Yeah. Why, why is this so important to people? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess. Uh, Having like some kind of balance and giving people the the choice uh, is important. Are you still here? Can you still hear me? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I lost connection for a moment. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. It's not a bad thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They know how to live. Okay? okay. They travel. They go to the best hotels. They buy stuff they like. Just they. I'm not hearing you at all. Can you hear me now? Yes, now I can hear you. I'm sorry. Okay. You were saying that they travel and they live well. They know how to live. Yes, it's just they are not the type to show it off too much. Of course, I'm talking about the majority. Obviously, we have some people who do, but uh, most people don't. But I met people when I was uh, teaching at school. Extremely rich people come to take lessons. Okay. In, in Algeria, you mean? And you cannot tell. No, no, in Japan. Okay, okay. And you cannot even tell that this person is rich. Okay. For example, the CEO of a company doesn't go to necessarily go to a five stars hotel to eat. He goes to a noodle shop, a Ooh. tiny one, you know, in the yeah, street. Yeah, but they're but they're like very good noodle shops over there. I guess you don't need. To yeah, but like they they. That's what I'm saying. It's like they value the quality of things. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. I see what you mean. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you about uh, in terms of Japan. Could you give me a moment? I have. I also. I, I just had the brain uh, hole again, uh, which is so culture. Uh, I forgot. I forgot. Oh my God! This was a very interesting question again. Give me. Give me like two minutes. I'm gonna try to remember. Uh, Do hashtags so you can remember. Yeah, I should take notes while doing podcasts. Mental hashtags. Mental hashtags, yeah. Uh, so you were talking about hashtag uh, rich people in Japan. And then you were talking about... Uh, never mind, I, I just forgot. Maybe it's gonna come, uh, come back later. No worries. Yeah. Uh... About life, about people, about no, work, about, like, about school. Not work. Uh, it's something that is. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna answer this question. Um, it's not with the one that I uh, that I forgot, but uh, it's something that I find quite interesting. Have you seen? Have you watched the movie Arrival? Arrival. Hold on, I need to see the the poster to remember. Okay. Remember movies by postals. <laughs> you have visual, yeah. Arrival. Uh, arrival. Yes. No. Okay. I think. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a few things for you. Give me a quick. Okay. So what happened in Arrival is that extraterrestrials came to to Earth, and then what happened is uh, like the problem that uh, that um, that issued from that is that they realized that they couldn't communicate with them. And so uh, they brought linguists and they were like, and she was trying to, uh, to learn the language of, uh, of these aliens. And by learning the language of these aliens, uh, she was able to, uh, to, uh, to um, she was able to grow new abilities. Like she was able to do things that these aliens were doing, like for example, they, she was now able to see into the future, which is what these aliens were able to do, and it was only because of the language. And the uh, analogy that they gave was, if you learn a, a certain language, you're gonna become like these people in terms of uh, the way you see the world and the way you think, etc. So, I think it's the same for learning languages. Yeah, yeah. So, could you tell me about yourself? Like, uh, in which way and how much did you change by learning Japanese and then by going to Japan and living in Japan? Like, in terms of uh, your personal behavior, um, the way you would do things, the way you would think about things, the way you would see things. Like, were there any differences that you noticed? Yes. I would say that I was very impulsive. Okay. before coming here okay uh, uh, i think we are as a like because of the daily micro aggressions we become very impulsive yeah, yeah. and sometimes and we lose our you know cool uh patience cool yeah. yes uh i think also i learned to reformulate my questions to make them seem less aggressive for them okay uh because the, uh, you come to realize that the English language is very harsh, mm -hmm. very harsh. 
yeah. compared to the Japanese language. Yeah. Let's say, for example, they don't really say to you no here. They say it's difficult. Can you do this? Like to know is, um, is, is difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. So now I became like this too. Like I, it's difficult for me to say no immediately to people. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. I see. What like you especially mean, yeah. for work or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you adapt the language, but the thing that I keep telling people, like you can come here and you can work as a teacher and you can speak only English, okay? But you will never have the experience of living in Japan if you don't speak the language or at least understand what people are saying. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you don't understand that culture, they wouldn't interact with you. You are always going to be a foreigner. Yeah. Ah, oh, I need to translate to this guy. I need to explain to him the whole thing. Yeah. So they get very excited when somebody understands a concept or a joke or something like that. They're like, oh my God, this person is making a lot of effort into Ooh, understanding yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I'll do the same. They, they do that. Yeah, which is, uh, which is what I feel when a foreigner uh, understands an Algerian joke or speaks in, uh, in their Same. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, yeah. yeah, I actually remember the question that I, uh, I wanted to ask you. There's one cool. aspect, yeah. yeah, there's one aspect about Japanese culture which I absolutely admire and I think, uh, and I wish Algerians had that. And I think I have some of that in my, uh, into my uh, personality and uh, my person, uh, but I don't think all Algerians have that which is how passionate they are about things and about their hobbies and about the things that they like. There's the, this term which is otaku, which uh, kind of... Uh, I know yes. it's not... I know it's in, Jap- in Japanese it's not like a very cool thing, but there is still this term that doesn't exist in their job, which is being absolutely crazy about something. Like there are train otakus and airplane otakus and bicycle otakus and like, I, I don't know... Especially a nerd, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. To nerd, I would say they are passionate, but again, on levels. Like I meet people who like photography, but on the more of like the older scope, the people who can afford stuff. Okay, okay. Um, there, you can find them with like you know a four hundred telephoto, and the guy that has no idea what he's doing, but he buys it first and then he learns. Uh, so I would say financially, they are engaged with stuff they like. Yes. Yes. They're not, they're not afraid of spending on things they like. Yeah. Uh, some people who like clothes, for example, or fashion, they're really dedicated to it. But it's not necessarily to show off, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's more of like to feel like his personality. When I meet somebody with a specific type of clothes, I'm saying like he has this type of personality, okay. etc. Cetera, et cetera. So they are passionate. They are passionate, yes. But... They are passionate their way. It's not our way. I see. They don't pour their soul and heart and everything in it. It's just, let's say you are a salary man who works all day. Okay, mm-hmm. you work hard all day. Mm-hmm. So you want to do something else. I have, I have had students who come on business days with a suit. Yeah. And then at some point I meet them on the weekend, and they come with like super short shorts and a yellow t-shirt okay. and a red hat. A completely different person. You see, so they always try to find something to completely, uh, the completely opposite of what they do on a daily basis. Well, yeah. They are passionate, yeah. But again, they are passionate privately. I see what you mean, yeah. Like they, they, they don't feel the need to yell about how, 
how they are, how they are passionate about things. Yeah, I saw. I saw we didn't have we didn't have this too in our culture. Uh, it was introduced to us through the social media. Basically. Yeah. Yes, but at the same time, like when I started doing photography here in Algeria, it was very, very difficult for me. What happened? Did you do like, um, if you're having Betty? Uh, no, something fell and now it's recording. I hope it wasn't full of uh, coffee or something. Uh, yeah, so when I started photography here in Algeria, yeah, when I started photography in Algeria, uh, I, I wasn't really able to find older photographers who were as much into photography as I am, as me and my friends were or are. Uh, in terms of, I would find like people who did photography when they were younger, but they never like kept doing photography uh, till today. And they never really invested into the gears. Like this is the, 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 the very concept of investing into different uh, lenses and cameras and like going out to take photos and going on trips just to do to take photo, to do photography is not something that that I see is quite popular here in Algeria but then again when I uh, when I uh, look up photography uh, on the internet I see a lot of Japanese people who have tried everything and I see a lot of photography I see a lot of photography nerds that come from Japan like most of them come from Japan, like all the biggest uh, inventions, etc. But then I'm also uh, very passionate about cars and sports cars and motorsport, etc. And I see that Japanese excelled in it. And there are so many Japanese people who invest so much into their cars and put so much passion and love into their cars. And they try to import cars from all over the world. Although like it's not very easy for them to live their passion in, in Japan. But they do it anyway, uh, and this is not something that I see in Nigerians. Um, what other aspects? Like I've seen videos of Japanese people when the train when the train is coming by, yeah. they pick up their phones and they start taking photos of the different mechanics that are inside the train. Like this is, I, I wish I saw this. Uh, yeah, uh, they are crazy about trains here, okay? Yeah, they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the yeah. and the same thing with bicycles. Like my bike is full of uh, Japanese parts. And the coolest things that you can put in it is a Japanese is a Japanese part, and then uh, like the best experts are Japanese, and the people are really crazy about bikes over there, and yeah, this kind of uh, passion that they have for their hobbies, I wish I wish I I wish I kinda uh, we kinda kind of had that uh, here in Algeria, and I would guess that you you kind of. I, I, this is just a guess, but maybe you do have this uh, at least for uh, photography. Like when I see the photos that you take and the, the, what you put on your Instagram, this is a person who is passionate about photography. And this is a person who goes out of her way to take photos. And, uh, and this is very much Japanese-like and it's not very Algerian-like, if it makes sense. So... That you spoke about cars, photography. Yeah. Uh, everything you spoke about was mostly about, you know, parts of things you can acquire and collect. Yes. Yes. This is what jack of things of. Excuse me, I, I'm having trouble like uh, seeing you. I'm gonna connect to the internet again. Give okay. me a moment. No problem. Yeah. 
woke up. Is this working now? Okay. You're still freezing. Okay, okay, now it's good. But I can't hear you. Oh. Okay, I can, hear, I can hear you now. Okay, yeah, good. I might have to leave a little bit uh, soon. I, I, I mean, don't, I my don't daughter know. woke up, so sorry. Uh, you started late. <laughs> Uh, maybe we stop here. But it's super fun to talk to you, to be honest. I'm really happy. Actually, uh, okay, I, sure, yes, I had a lot of fun doing this. Could could we do it again? Could we do it like a part two very soon? Same. Hello, hello. Yeah, sure. I'd love that. Okay, okay. Yes, then I can hear I'm you. gonna I'm gonna let you go to your daughter. Thank you so much for uh, for being on this podcast. Thank you. Thank My you pleasure. For, yeah, thank you for sharing your experience <laughs> with me. Uh, this podcast is gonna come out soon. Uh, the the video quality uh, of your face is gonna be very bad, but the sound quality is gonna be good, and the things that you would have talked about are gonna be like amazing. So, so thank thank you so much for uh, for being here, for being on the podcast. Okay. And, uh, awesome. And that's the thank you. Yeah, and I hope we do this again very soon. My pleasure. Soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.